Welcome to Emerge, and this is our podcast. Emerge is a place where we're all about raising champions fully devoted to Christ. We want to say thank you for joining us today. We hope that this message encourages and uplifts you. Enjoy the message. James is one of the brothers of Jesus. You know, so after the death and the resurrection of Jesus, you know, he figured, wow, this my brother is, is real, I guess, you know. You know what's have been difficult? Can you imagine you having a brother and your brother telling you, I'm the Messiah, you know. <laughs> so some of you are thinking of your brothers now, like, he can never be the Messiah. <laughs> But that's what James had to go through, you know. But in the end, after the resurrection of Jesus and all that, he became one of the leaders in the church. And he wrote this letter talking to, there's a group of people called the Jewish believers. So that's what this letter is to them, talking to them, letting them know how to live their lives, how to live a life that exemplifies Christ. Now, when you read the book of James and you practice the things that James, that God spoke through James in the book of James, you are bound to live the best life. Because the book of James talks about living what God says. You know, there are a lot of people that just, you know, we, we read about God. We know about God. We hear about God. You've been to church. You've been to conferences. If we slice your body, word will be coming out of it. It's not blood. You know so much. But are you walking the word? Acts chapter 1, verse 1, Jesus, who began to teach and to do. James also said that, do not be hearers of the word and not doers. I also say, just deceiving yourselves. And that's one of the things that I think, you know, the people of God, that's where I think believers are lacking. That's where the gap is. We know the word, but are we living the word? Are we living the word? If you love me, John 14, 15, Jesus said, then obey my commandments. Don't just know my commandments. Obey my commandments. So today, I'm preaching on what I've titled, Say It Loud. Say it loud. Hmm? No, not that one. I'm a child of God. Amen. Say it loud. I'm a, I'm, I'm a believer. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I had something there. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, no. Put your hands down. Don't use all that. <laughs> but anyway, I'm finishing on what I've titled. Say it loud. Okay. And let's read from James chapter 3 from verse 1 to 12. James 3, 1 to 12. James 3, 1 to 12. It says, Their brothers and sisters, I'm reading from the NLT version, New Living Translation. Their brothers and sisters, not many of you should become teachers in the church. For we who teach will be judged more strictly. Jesus. Also, I don't want to hold the microphone. Come on. For we who teach will be judged more strictly. Indeed, we all make many mistakes. For if we could control our tongues, we would be perfect and could also control ourselves in every other way. We can make a large horse go wherever it wants by means of a small bit in its mouth and make a small rudder 
And a small rudder makes a huge ship turn wherever the pilot chooses to go, even though the winds are strong. In the same way, the tongue is a small thing that makes grand speeches, a tiny spark that can set a great forest on fire. Some of you just thought of yourself now. And among all the parts of the body, the tongue is a flame of fire. It is a whole world of wickedness corrupting your entire body. It can set your whole life on fire. Not the, this boy is on fire, not that kind of fire. This one like fire that has in set your whole life on what? On fire. For it is set on fire by hell itself. People can tame all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and fish, but no one can tame the tongue. It is restless and evil, full of deadly poison. Sometimes it praises our Lord and Father, and sometimes it curses those who, love, those who have been made in the image of God. And so, blessing and cursing come pouring out of the same mouth Surely, my brothers and sisters, this is not right. Does a spring of water bubble out with both fresh water and bitter water? Does a fig tree produce olives or a grapevine produce figs? No, and you can't draw fresh water from a salty spring. My God. Mm. Words are so powerful. Our words can make our lives, and at the same time, it can break our lives. Words. The things we say. Have you ever said, have you ever, you know, said things whereby you, you, know, you, you find yourself in a place where you say something like, yikes. Like, I, I, I shouldn't have. You know, you, pro you probably did that this morning before coming. Like, you know, or you think about something like, oh no, why did I say that? Or have you ever found yourself, you know, in a position where you know, people have said things to you, you know, things that are so painful, they're hard to forget. Like you think about them, it's been years, but they still linger. Friends, relatives, parents, even at times, I still remember some things, and I'm like, why would you say that? People have said things that just, that are painful. Let me share a story. When I was in seventh grade, seventh grade, in Nigeria, that's um, like, they call it JS1. That's seventh grade. There was this girl that I liked <laughs> in seventh grade. So I told my friends and all that, and I was going to ask her out. <laughs> and I, I prepared for this day. I prepared for this day. My uniform was on point. <laughs> I had a cologne. I mean, boy was dripping. The whole place was slipping. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, 
I was ready. My friends were like, you can do it, man. I can do it. I've, I haven't seen those boys ever since then. <laughs> you, can, you can do it, you know. And um, so this day came, it was a Friday. And, you know, where my class, you know, my school, we had like this stairs kind of thing. And, you know, I, the girl was going to be coming out of class. And at some point, I knew I was, you know, where, you know, I'd planned myself pretty much. So I went to her. And I, I asked her, it's a simple question. I mean, just, you want to be my girlfriend? I like you, you know. Just stuff like that. You know, I was smelling, I was fuming. The whole place was clouded. The whole place was cloudy. <laughs> and man, she just went off. And just, she abused me. She insulted me. I felt so bad. <laughs> I just wanted a girlfriend. <laughs> Is it too much to ask for? I felt so bad. So we went on holiday after that semester. Then my parents told my brother and I that we will not be going back to the school, that we're going to another school. <laughs> I was so happy. I was so happy. Like, Thank you, Jesus. I will never see this girl again in my life. I got to the new school. Who would I see in the new school? <laughs> I saw this girl in the new school. For the next three years. And my school then, the science students stay in one class. The art students stay in another class. They go, I want to study science. Please let us study arts. She studied science. We stayed in the same class. My seat was the last seat in the class, in the corner. That's where I sat. I had another classmate next to me. Guess who the third person was? It was this girl. She tormented me all through. I need therapy. I have not gone through any. It's tra <laughs> it's been tra it was traumatic for me those last three years. We finished. And guess what? For those years, we would see each other and... What we remember was that, and all I remember was the things that she said. We finished high school, thank God, going to where? College. It should be over. Got admission into, of all the colleges in the country, got admission into college. Who will I find in this same college? The same girl, the devil, you're a liar, I'm leaving this country. It was when I came here that it ended. My wife knows, she knows the person I'm talking about. You know the next time I saw her, when I was gonna get married, I went to my wife, went to see her where she was in Nigeria. <laughs> like, praise God. <laughs> Words are so powerful. We're gonna talk about three things that God wants you and I to do with our words. The first thing is I want you to build with your words. Build with your words. Your words can either build people up or break them down. Words. Let me show you what scripture says in Hebrews chapter 3 verse 13. Hebrews 3.13 says, But exhort one another daily, 
Mean encourage one another daily. While it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of what? Of sin. Exhort one another while it is still called today. Encourage one another. Ensure your words are building others and not breaking others down. Even when you reprimand others, when you want to talk to people about the things that they've done, which are wrong, which are unacceptable, do it in love. Don't do it with the intention of making them feel bad. Do it with the intention of making them be better. Some of you just want to, I'm, just, I'm going to give her a piece of me. I want it to pain you will enter your body. When you, have, when you want to reprimand someone, do it with the intention of making them be what? Be better. Be better. Encourage one another every day. Call someone and say something that would lift them up. Say something that would motivate them. If, if Jesus spoke to people anyhow, do you think multitudes would follow him? While it is still day, like today, don't postpone it. Don't wait till tomorrow. You know what that person is going through. And you know you can pour out into that person. Go ahead and do that. Build with your words. Let people see you and just smile and just know that, yes, something inspiring is going to come out of this person. And that's what James is talking about here. The person you're building up has something to offer. God has created every one of us with a plan and a purpose. So never look down on anyone. That person has something that God has deposited in them. In the moments that they're going through something, they just need an encouragement. There will be times in our lives when we'll be discouraged. There will be times in our lives when, you know, we're going through a lot of pain. You know, people are sharing a lot of things with us. You know, I wonder how you know, I, I talk to my wife, she's a therapist and she talks to you know, a lot of people that have you know, challenges and you know, things here and there. And I, I ask her, how do you do this every day? And you have to encourage others even when you yourself, you need encouragement. And there are times like that in our lives when you know, people will come to you and you're carrying a whole lot of burden, a whole lot of things in your heart. But they need you to still pour out into them. You know, do you ever think whether your doctor, you know, falls sick? I've never thought of it until I was doing this message. Now wait. My, it's possible for my doctor to actually feel sick. I've never thought of it. I just walk in there. My, just, this is what's going on with me. Treat me now and I'll see you later. We, we rarely think about that. You know, everyone thinks, oh, the pastor is okay. The pastor is fine. Shoot, this is him. This is God. They are good. But everyone carries a burden at some point. So James is saying, ensure 
you are building with your words and not breaking people with your words. Stop breaking people with your words. Don't set your world on fire. You know James spoke about that, right? Don't set your world on what? On fire. Set your world on fire. And the kind of things you speak over your life. Be careful. Don't set people's homes on fire. You know, don't set people's relationships on fire. Uh, girl. I saw him with someone who wasn't you. Don't set people's lives on fire. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 7 says that there is a time to speak and there is a time to be silent. It takes wisdom. What else does God want us to do with our words? He wants us to prophesy. Someone say prophesy. Prophesy with your words. Prophesy with your words. Prophesy with your words. Ezekiel 37 verse 4 to 6 says, Again he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, Surely I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live. I will put sinews in you and bring flesh upon you, cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. Prophesy with your words. Prophesy with your words. Some doors will not open up unto you until you command them to open up. Prophesy with what? With your words. You speak the word of God. You speak growth into your career. You speak love into your marriage. You speak the peace of God into your home. You speak joy into your life. Prophesy the word of God. Psalms 107 verse 20 says that the word of God, he sent his word and he did what? It healed them and delivered from destruction. That's the word of God. He sent his word, is what did what? Healed and did what? Delivered from destruction. If you believe in God for healing, prophesy healing into your life. If you believe in God to save you from destruction, prophesy salvation into your life. It takes the word of God. It takes what? The word of God. Tell someone next to you, it takes the word of God. Say, prophesy to these dry bones. Hear the word of the Lord. It's in the word of God that the authority to move things lies. The word of God is the one that has the authority to do what? To move things in your favor. To move things on your behalf. Hebrews 4.12 says that for the word of God is living and powerful. The word of God has life. The word of God has power. Meaning that if there are things in your life that are dead and you need them to, be, uh, to come alive, 
the word of God has the power to resurrect those things, to resurrect dead dreams, to resurrect dead visions. The word of God is living and is powerful. It is piercing through the division of the souls and the spirits. That's the word of God. It goes into our souls. It goes into the spirits. Listen to this. John 4.24 says that for God is spirit, right? And those who worship him was worshiping in spirit and in truth. God is spirit. You and I also, there is a spirit that lies in us. There is a spirit in man. There's a spirit in man. So when the spirit in man meets God, who is also a spirit, things shift in the spiritual realm before you cannot begin to see its manifestation in the physical. Things don't just happen. It happens in the spirit first before you can begin to see it manifest in the physical. The testimony you're believing God for, you have to make sure you take care of it in the spiritual first of all before you can begin to see it manifest in the physical. The word of God, when you speak it, it has power. It's potent. It begins to shift things in the spirit before you can see it manifest here on earth. That's how it works. It's piercing through the division of the soul and the spirit, through the bones and the marrows, meaning that even the word of God can change Things that are also physical, the word of God is that potent. It goes through the thoughts, discerns the thoughts of man. That's the word. That's the word. Prophesy over your life, prophesy over your family, prophesy over the things that you need to move on your behalf. Out of the abundance of the heart. The mouth does what? The mouth speaks. If you haven't deposited any word in you, it will be difficult for you to prophesy. You can't give what you don't have. Jeremiah 15, 16 says that I have eaten your word and it has become joy and rejoicing unto me. The word of God, when you eat it, it gives you joy. It gives you peace. That's what the word of God does. That's what it does. So James is saying that one of the things you can do with your words isn't just to build the lives of people. It's also for you to prophesy. You speak peace over your home. You speak joy in your academics, in your studies, in your career, whatever it is you believe in God for. You speak because you have the authority. Luke chapter 8 verse 11 says that the word of God The seed is the word of God. The seed is the word of God. When you plant a seed, you on a fertile ground, you want it to germinate, right? That's what the word does. When you plant the word of God in your heart, every day, every week, it begins to manifest in the areas where you're believing God for. Are you with me this morning? What else? Is James telling us to do with our words here? The third thing is this. Testify with your words. Do what? Testify with your words. Testify with your words. Psalms 40 from verse 9 to 10 says, Psalm 40 from verse 9 to 10 says, that I have told all your people about your justice, about your righteousness. 
I have not been afraid to speak out as you, O Lord, as you, O Lord, well know. I have not kept the good news of your justice hidden in my heart. I have talked about your faithfulness and your saving power. I have told everyone in the great assembly of your unfailing love and faithfulness. Tell others what God has done for you. Tell others what God has what has done for you. I have not kept it to myself. I would ensure I tell everyone. We had a testimony this morning of someone who said, I got a grant to pay for my fees. You might know one or two people who are believing God for how to pay for their fees. When they hear such testimony, what he tells them is, if, it can, if he can do it for this person, he can do it for me. It ignites their faith. Faith comes by hearing, right? When people hear certain things, it ignites their faith that God can do this for me as well. God can do this for me as well. I want to read something for you guys in the book of Luke. Luke chapter 7 verse 22. But before then, let me just tell you what you know, led up to this. So John the Baptist you know, was the one that went to prepare the way for Jesus. And you know, John the Baptist had his own disciples as well. So uh, his disciples, you know, they came to tell him you know, that you know, we've been hearing about you know, this Jesus person. We've been hearing about this person. You know, that there's something about him. Then John said, okay, he sent 12 of his disciples and said, go. Go and find out and ask him if he's the real Messiah. And then they went there and they asked Jesus, that are you the one we've been waiting for? Are you the real Messiah? So Jesus answered in verse 22 of Luke 7. Jesus answered and said to them, go and tell John the things you have seen and heard that the blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, the poor have the gospel preached to them. Because what happened was this, when they got there, they saw Jesus doing all these things. So they asked him a question like, are you the one we've been waiting for? So Jesus just continued to heal the blind, to heal the lame, to raise the dead, he just continued to give the poor healing. He just continued. And when he was done, he now said, go and tell John, based on the things you've seen here, tell him what you've seen. There you have your answer. There are some things that you will see God do in the lives of people that it may not even be in your own life. But you know that this is just the power of God. Testify. Tell others. This is what God did for my friend. This is what God did for this person. You know someone going through pain. You know someone going through anguish. You know someone who is just very depressed. Talk to them. Let them know that this is what God has made. You know what? I used to go through that, but this is how God did it for me. This is how God did it for my friend. This is what God continues to do. Testify. We overcame the devil, by the blood of the Lamb and by the words of our testimonies. The words of our testimonies. Each time you testify, it gives you 
complete victory. Each time you testify, it gives you complete victory. Victory over the things that you're believing God for. As I round up this morning, this is what I want you to make a decision in doing. Every day of your life, every day, starting today, just so you know what, I'll prophesy over my life. I will build others up with my words. Building others up with your words doesn't mean, oh, even when they're doing things that are wrong, you just say, oh, it's okay. That's not what it means. Jesus brought the message of grace and truth, but he spoke the truth in love. He spoke the truth to build them, to make them be better, not to break them. Make that decision that I will inspire someone. Make that decision and say, I will prophesy over my life. Every day I will prophesy over, over my life, over my business, over my studies, at my place of work, I would prophesy. I would testify of the things that God has done for me. If you're still believing God to do something for you, then testify about the last one he did for you until you see him do the next one for you. Testify about the ones that others have shared to you. Talk about that to others. Make that decision this morning. Thank you for joining us and a special thanks to those of you who give to our service. It is because of you we are able to spread the gospel and touch the souls of young adults. If you'd like to give, you can do so on our app, Emerge Champs, or go to our website, www.emergechamps.org. We pray you have a blessed week and see you next time. Bye.